Hello. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Going all right. I'm recording from my deck today, so we'll see how that works. I'm decompressing from my nature walk. I'll fill everyone in. I had previously been inside for days and days and days on end, so I finally decided to go on a little bit of an outdoor excursion, keeping my distance from people, but I went with a friend to the giant stairs and the Palisades, and so I was scrambling on these giant boulders and as I was between two there was this giant bee that came and landed on the back of my neck and I almost lost my balance. It would not be an outdoor excursion for you if you didn't run into a bee. That's true. I think you attract them. I don't think that could have been the way for me to go and to be just tumbled to my death after being stung by a bee on the palisades. Unfortunately it would kind of be the way it would go because you're you're just so afraid of them so we gotta we gotta push through that fear and just start hanging around bees a little more so today we wanted to talk about what i anticipate is going to be a controversial topic tennis and dating slash relationships slash do they mix yeah I mean, I have some thoughts about it, but what are your, we'll let you kick off this. When you brought this up, I kind of, I looked at it like, you know, the the famous couples, you know, in history that have, that have played on the tour together. We had Chris Everett and Jimmy Connors, which was a big one. And that was the year I was born, way before you were born, 1974. They both won Wimbledon and they were engaged. It did not work out and no one really knew exactly why until recently i think 2013 jimmy connors wrote a book and he kind of let let out that uh chris everett had an abortion and didn't ask him about what he thought or so kind of controversial but and he didn't even let her know that he was going to put that in his book oh wow yeah that didn't end well but at the time she was certainly like the queen on the court starting to play really well i think they met she was 17 oh wow they broke up when she was about 19 but he was a couple years older and he was kind of the opposite real brash real real nasty so it was kind of a weird weird couple but people were um enamored with them so they split up so that one didn't work so we'll put one check mark in the one. it doesn't work <laughs> column so then you have Leighton Hewitt and Kim Kleisters so they split up and I think 2004 they were engaged the year before they split up but now they speak highly of each other and I don't think there was any they never I think they had mentioned we're not going to get into any of the, the nonsense so we're not going to gossip about each other so that kind of ended so maybe that one's a neutral maybe that's a wash okay yep and then you have Steffi Graf I should have asked you to. Steffi Graf and Agassi, but did they, was that while they were playing? That Very was good. After, yeah. right? Correct. Andre was still playing, but Steffi had retired. So it was 1999, I believe. Okay. So she had retired, and and they've obviously, you know, they've done really well. But it, right, I don't know if you can you can count that because they both were not competing at the same time. So right, but they are a success story in they are. in the in terms yeah. of the tennis tennis titans coming together we have an example where it clearly didn't work we have a neutral and we have a it quasi worked but at least one party was retired yes and their and their love came from tennis so i think you got to give that a big you know right or originated there so i'll give you my opinion which is probably not the popular opinion in order for you to play at the top of your game I'm sure there are exceptions to the rule, as we will discuss. But I think that if you want to be playing at the top of your game, you are not dating. You're not in a relationship. You're not dating at all. You're not in a relationship. You are focused 100% on getting after your goals. Correct. But if we're talking about being at the top of your game, you can 
look at Federer, right? Being in a solid relationship. Right. And maybe this is like splitting hairs between being in love, infatuated, and just being in a grounded, solid relationship. Because obviously he's done most of his, I, I don't know how long they've been together, but it's it's been a while. Right. Um, so he's been super successful. Maybe your point is more that can you be distracted by something that's maybe a little tumultuous? And I think that would compare to anyone who, in, in any job in some way. If you have a good relationship and you're, you feel comfortable in needing to do what you need to do to train or to work hard or study or to however it translates and being a father I and mean, that's the balance between being able to give everything you, you have to, to your profession. And then also being home. Right. And being, you know, being present at that time and not being distracted. So I think there's a there's a real correlation here. Um, but I do think there is a difference between us mere mortals who have regular careers. We can take right. that hat off and then the next morning we'll go and put it back on again. Whereas when you're a pro, if you want to be at the top, you have to be a professional 24 hours a day. You have to eat right. Mm -hmm. You have to sleep right. You have to do everything in your power to, right. and there's no room. to set yourself up right. for success. And, and, and maybe that's maybe it's as you're building while you're gaining confidence and, and forming and developing. That's that's probably right. Right. Um, I think as you've you've gotten comfortable with your game and, and you're at a place where you're solid, then maybe it, maybe it changes. But I think that's that also will, will kind of go into the time it takes to be exceptional at anything. We talked about practicing last week. What's the goal? You know, is the goal to be great? Is the goal to be good? You're kind of saying to be the best does not jive with having a relationship as well. That is the position you're taking. I'm taking. But well, I also, I mean, you yeah. look at the, the Mirka Federer relationship and you look at some of these other top pro players that have stable right. relationships it seems to be that they have a partner that has taken on the responsibility of traveling with them one of the lines in the connor's ever thing was there's not room for two number ones at the <laughs> right could a couple be both working as hard as it takes and, and doing what they need and still be able to have time for each other right? you know there's so much sacrifice involved with that climb to the top that with the travel schedules and spending a lot of time in different hotels. Look, the reality is you had a closer experience than I did with that. I mean, you you were number one in the 12. You're saying yeah. that I, I got closer <laughs> yes. to the stars than you did. But in, in, in reality, there are, and we can go into but, a whole other podcast topic about this, but there are so many levels between Division three, Division one, college tennis, and Division one college tennis, which was what I played to playing the bottom rung of the pros to break into that yeah. top 100 category. Like the, there are so many leaps so many levels. I played Division One, but not near that. But no, but my point there was that you saw the what it really was going to take, and you could kind of see the progression of the time that was gonna, that was right. Needed. I remember after college, my stepdad had the conversation with me where he was like, you know, if you want to try this and you want to try going pro, let's do this. Maybe I was young and naive and should have given it a shot, but I had a taste in juniors of what that life was like traveling all over the country yeah. doing a few international ITFs with your friendships with romantic relationships 
it's just really a big sacrifice. And I know from people that I dated in college, if I had not been seeing people, my head probably would have been more focused at times. If you really want to give it your best shot, at least for a while, give it your best shot and commit to it and commit to yourself and take no prisoners. And you had the experience where you were playing at a, a very high level and the relationships felt like a distraction. Yeah. I, I remember, as you mentioned, I was at the top of my game in the 12s, right? And, you know, when do girls start to get a little boy crazy? I was probably, you know, 13 when I, you know, realized I, I might have had cr crushes on people. And I do remember there being a tangible split between being prior to that point and, and then realizing like, oh, you know, there's this guy and he's watching my match and oh, who else is here to watch my match? And oh, you know, now I'm watching my dad's reaction. And it just it just right. is a pull away from no, your no, mission. Uh, again, with all this, you could always come up with a story where someone felt strongly about their relationship or about being in love that they played better because they were they were in such a good place right now the flip side of that is if, you know you break up and then you, you have an awful match or it's distraction right well that's the you whole know, other get, side of yeah. it when it's not just some kid yeah. that you have a crush on when you actually are in a relationship and then you have a bad night a bad breakup whatever you, it, it's really hard yeah. to get your head right yeah. my yeah. my own personal anecdotal experience here is only up to a certain level. So maybe if I had had way more match experience under my belt, I could have gotten match tough to the point where it wouldn't matter. I'm not sure. I don't know what that level is like. As you can see, I'm not taking a stand. Because <laughs> Come on, Mike. You don't I've... have any stories of when you were playing and there was a girl that came well... to watch your match. <laughs> So I was really lucky that no one would date me. So I, had no, I had no, I had no distraction. No, I, that that was a fun joke, but, and it was very close to being true. But I, I did have a high school girlfriend, a college girlfriend, and I do remember being somewhat distracted by it, but being like also at times kind of proud, you know. So I, I think I do have a mixed experience with it. I felt I would, I could feel stronger in a way that she was watching. I think that the the other way to look at relationship through tennis is the bonds that you create with having to be on a team. Even in individual sport, we end up on some type of team or competing and having friends through the competition or somewhat enemies sometimes, but you're you're interacting. And I think that builds the tools that needed to be in good relationships or be more comfortable with yourself and more confident, which sports can do for sure. Yes. Just the, um, well, there's definitely the, a lot to be said for tennis, building character and fleshing out, you finding yep. out who you are and what occasions you can rise to. So I think that those definitely contribute to you being able to have healthy relationships with people down the line. Yeah, and getting to know yourself. The cool thing about tennis, about being alone, because I think there is some downsides not being on a team sometimes or working as a team towards the goals is you know the same way in tennis but you're but then you are finding more about yourself on the court because you are a little bit isolated out there and you, and you learn the kind of ups and downs of winning losing and, and i think knowing yourself does certainly translate into learning who you might be interested in or how that you know how it's gonna work you so. spend a lot of time with yourself so i think that tennis definitely makes you okay with whoever you are and they do say that you have to yep. be okay with dating yourself before someone else will want to date you <laughs> Lo yes there's yes 
love yourself first. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest will follow. Sounds enough. <laughs> takes a little bit of work. <laughs> so don't date anyone yeah. while you're competing, but take that's your that's your use your, your use your time on, on the court, your me time to figure out yourself and figure out how to be okay with yourself and, and win some matches in the process. And then later in life you can go have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna stick with it. Well, I, yeah, I think I think uh I'm still not going that far, but I think uh <laughs> But I, I totally get what you're where you're coming from, and I think that there's a lot to it. Well, thanks everyone, and we will thanks so much, see Mike. You next time. We'll talk soon.